0: And so I kind of went on a mission of self-development to figure out, well, what do I need to do to hit six figures? It was six figures at the time. What do I have to do to hit that? What do I have to change? What do I have to become? And what I found was I had to change nothing. I just had to search within and find the strength and the mindset and embrace the fact that anything is possible. Anything is achievable if you believe in it and you're committed to it. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Baloo. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by ecircleacademy.com,
1: the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an amazing, exciting guest lined up for you today. I am speaking, of course, of the one, the only, the legendary Tanya Rainier. Welcome to the show, Tanya.
0: Thank you so much, Nikki. I'm so excited to be here and share all kinds of really fun mindset switch stuff with your guests today.
1: That's awesome. So, Tanya, our listener is a coach, is a consultant, could be both. The reason they listen to this show is very simple. They want to grow their business. They want to learn from you what are the things that you did that allowed you to become a recognized authority, a thought leader, if you will, and to grow your business. So tell us your backstory, Tanya. How'd you get to be the great Tanya
0: Ranier? <laughs> So my business is Mindset, Nikki, and we all go through a journey in life. We all experience some form of hardship or adversity. Would you agree?
1: No, that's never happened to me. Of
0: course. <laughs> <laughs> so in a, it is through these hardships that we, we're we forced. We have to make a choice, right? Are we going to persevere? Are we going to do what it takes to get through this? Are we going to dwell? Are we going to allow this to set us back or propel us Further, And I had a lot of those in my early years. My parents split up young and they were young when they had me. So they were in their 20s when they split up. My dad was kind of MIA for a, a little bit and my mom was left as a single mom raising two young girls. She was beautiful and brilliant and energetic in every way. And she just had that type of energy that people gravitated toward and loved to be around her, but she had a really low sense of worth for whatever reasons, whatever she experienced in her life. She didn't see what everybody else saw and she felt like she had to use her looks to go after a man with money in order to support her and her her two girls. So she took the avenue of dating wealthy men, uh, celebrities, high profile business people, and they were more interested in her looks and in using her as arm candy than her, her, in her worth and what she actually brought to the relationship. And a couple of relationships later, it really got to her, and she ended up turning to drugs, and those drugs took her life when I was fifteen. Oh my! During God, the that's last awful, it was it was a terrible last couple of years. During that year, the summer that I was fifteen, uh, I was still living with her, but she kind of wasn't around. She was just in a really bad place at the time, and I ended up homeless spent a couple of months on the streets on my own and I worked to put cash in my pocket so that I could eat and survive and I ended up making a couple of crazy decisions. One of them led me to become a mother myself. I was pregnant at 15, had my first son several months after my mom passed away when I was 16. So in high school, here I am, single mom, trying to figure out how to raise a baby, work to pay for all the things and, you know, grow up. And that growing up forced me to make a lot of decisions that most people don't make at that age, but they make at some point. And and really that's just, what are you gonna do with this? You know, I made the decision, I had to take responsibility for it, but really it was, am I going to be a welfare case? Am I going to be a statistic? Am I going to let this define me and who I am? Or am I still going to dig deep and find a way to go after my dreams and do all the things that I've always wanted to do, despite the fact that I've got some extra baggage now? So I, I decided to choose me. I stayed in school, went to college, pursued some dreams, ended up meeting a wonderful man, got married, had a couple more kids. Long story short, 10 years later, finally found the time and the money and the the confidence really to pursue, you know, my, m- what I wanted to do, which was to be an entrepreneur. And I started a business and it was actually an interior design business. So I wasn't always a coach. I didn't always teach people about mindset and money, but it was in that business that I started to meet other women who were high level entrepreneurs or C-level executives, and they struggled with the same things as me. It was, you know, can I do this? Am I enough? Am I doing enough? How is it that I can make the money that I want? I want to make the same type of money that I see other people making in these similar industries, but I don't know that I have what it takes to do it. How do we figure that out? And so I kind of went on a mission of self-development to figure out, well, what do I need to do to hit six figures? It was six figures at the time. What do I have to do to hit that? What do I have to change? What do I have to become? And what I found was I had to change nothing. I just had to search within and find the strength and the mindset and embrace the fact that anything is possible, anything is achievable if you believe in it and you're committed to it. So really in in all of that, I started sharing the, the things that I was learning. I got hooked on the law of attraction and behavioral psychology, NLP, certain things like that where I'm like, I can, I can flip my own switch. I can change my own mindset. I can decide that I'm enough and I can figure out how to maintain that level of belief in myself. And as I was learning new things, I started sharing them with some of my interior design clients. And when they were realizing the same levels of success in their business by applying these principles as I was in mine. I'm like, Ooh, we're onto something here. I kind of like this. And I organically ended up migrating into coaching.
1: That's quite a story.
0: It's a long story. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Well, you're the interviewee. You're supposed to talk a lot.
0: It's, It's hard. I'm still trying to figure out how to make that three minutes.
1: You're not supposed to.
0: I know. Okay. Thank you. So,
1: um, (laughs) Law of Attraction. I just interviewed Bob Doyle from the movie The Secret. Do you know him?
0: I do. And I actually just listened to your interview with John Azraff, who I love. Yep. Great interview, by the way.
1: Thank you. Well, you know, all my interviews are great. I get fantastic guests. You know, that's one of the things I'm very privileged is that we uh, we have enough cachet that people want to be on our show, which is great. But we had Bob Doyle on the show, the great Bob Doyle, right? Episode 100th, our 100th episode.
0: <gasps> oh, God, I'm definitely going to have to Brekinga. check that out. Oh,
1: you, you, he's you, incredible. No, you know it. We had Bob do a special training for our high level mastermind uh, back in April of, of 2018, and Bob has a fascinating story, and he told a story, and I'm just sitting here listening in rapt attention, and then Bob goes, when the interview's over, I think I went on and on and on. I said, Bob, you're the interviewee. You're supposed to go on and on and on. I'm supposed to ask a question. You're supposed to give a good, comprehensive answer. You know, and it's really important for our guest interviewee, expert to understand that. So I want you to understand that. You're supposed to talk a lot. You're supposed to give us your wisdom. So it's good. And say it powerfully. Say it in as few words or as many words as you need to and get it done. But you're you're an engaging person. You have an engaging story. That's quite a story. I mean, your mom, I mean, God rest her soul. It sounds like she was someone who, at the end of the day, did her best, but there was something in her that I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, and it led her down the wrong path. And yet she loved you and your, and, and your sister enough to want to raise you the best way that she could. And she gave you an example, some of it positive, some of it not so positive. But this example allowed you to find the wherewithal within your soul to create your life as a success. So kudos, girl.
0: Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you. I still say that she is the driving force behind all I do because I, as a little girl, didn't have these tools. I didn't have this knowledge and I didn't have the wherewithal to share this with her. And maybe things would have been different. I don't know that I would necessarily change anything. I don't believe in regrets. I think everything happens for a reason and we are on the path that we're on to, to, really share our gifts and our experiences are what, you know, help us to discover those. But I feel like she's a driving force behind everything. And the crazy thing is, is in all the work that I've been doing over the last six years with women and in coaching in helping them to pursue their dreams and achieve their financial goals. And it all ends up boiling down to how we feel about ourselves. You can't compartmentalize and take money out of the picture and say, "Well, I'm just going to focus on money and goals and success and I'm going to let every other aspect of my life go. I'm going to ignore it." Because you can't. You can't compartmentalize confidence. You're either confident or you're not. And when I say that, I mean you can be confident in some areas, but the fact that you're not or you're you're really lacking in that that belief in yourself, it will compromise your business. So if you don't believe that you are inherently enough, or if you don't believe that you have what it takes, you're doing enough, or you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, or you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing your flaws, that shows up everywhere. But it especially shows up in business, and it shows up as financial sabotage.
1: Well, I study the work of Donald Miller of StoryBrand and Nancy Duarte, the Duarte company. They use story in helping their clients sell. And in fact, I've done the Story Brand, uh workshop and the online course. I think it's fantastic. I bought a bunch of Nancy Duarte's books. I've interviewed Nancy. I'm looking to interview Don real soon. And here's one thing I've learned is that we all relate to life through story and we all buy through story. And mm-hmm. the story of every human being's life is one of self-doubt, am I enough, am I good enough, do I have what it takes? And in our industry of serving people to their dream, the only way that our clients succeeds is if they meet a guide, a guide like you in the case of the women you work with, a guide like me in the case of coaches and consultants who want to grow their business. So what I've found is that there's a lot of coaches and consultants who want to grow their business. Some are doing a better job of it than others, but some of them, they just don't know how to grow it the way they want to grow it. In fact, I'd say the majority of them don't know how to grow it the way they want to grow it. And at eCircle, my company, which sponsors this podcast, we have a unique program that basically has allowed the majority of our members to grow their business to a quarter million dollars to up to two and a half million dollars. That's kind of in the range of the kind of money our people make. That's a majority of our of our of our customers and of our members. And the average coach makes thirty nine thousand dollars a year, and only one percent of coaches make two hundred fifty k plus in the general population of coaches. So when people do our program, they're going to learn how to grow their business. Their money worries are going to be over. Their friends and family are going to respect them, right? They're going to be a recognized authority, right? And they're going to answer that question, am I enough, with a definitive yes. But that's what you do for your client. Your client is the hero of the story. Your client is like Luke Skywalker in uh, Star Wars, and you're Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what you got to be. That's what you got to be doing for your client. Everybody has the same story. Everybody's like, "Oh my God, I don't think I can do this. I want this great life. I want this amazing business. I want the marriage of my dreams. I want to lose fifty pounds." But nobody feels they deserve it. That's the human condition.
0: It is, and my work is to help to unpack the layers that make us think and feel that way and reprogram the brain for success, reprogram your brain to learn the triggers and recognize them in the moment. So my, my most recent book, The Mindset Switch is literally that for years I have been studying all of this psychology And the philosophical aspect of law of attraction, and I was really frustrated for a long time that there was not a definitive how-to manual. It was either very intellectual, and you really you know you're reading the stuff that is like uh, written by doctors for doctors on the the high. Those are so
1: much fun to read, aren't they?
0: (laughs) They are so much fun. Where you're like, I mean, and it. I felt like I needed to stop 45 times and either reread a paragraph or look a word up. I'm like, really? They could have used the word awesome here and we would all just be having a good time. Where it's, it's not conversational. So they're difficult to read, but they're very informative and very, very interesting. And then you've got the other end of the spectrum where you're learning about emotions or you're learning about manifestation and attraction and energy and vibration. And you feel connected to it. It makes sense. It resonates, but yet there's still something you're like, okay, now that you've got my attention, I want to manifest. I like the way this sounds. I like the way that it sounds to build a business that's easy without struggle. I like the concept of not having to hustle hard and sacrifice and give up a bunch of things in my life in order to grow this business to six or seven figures. I like that idea, but how do I do it? And the, how is typically very practical productivity type stuff, success plans, business plans, you know, how to structure your day, how to organize your calendar, how to connect with clients, how to structure a follow-up system. But the how never really addressed the inner work. And I was missing that in all of my research, everything that I was looking for for myself. So I kind of, put the pieces together and formulated my own puzzle as to what works. And what I found was that mindset and when you're trying to understand the way you think and feel about yourself, about the way you show up in business, about money and what you feel is possible for you, it really comes down to mindset layers. It's, it's a belief. So you believe something probably based on your past experience, your culture, your family, what everybody else believed. Most beliefs are formed before we're seven and they're just confirmed over and over again with proof throughout our life. So our brains are programmed to look for proof that affirm our beliefs. And if we want to change our beliefs, we have to change the proof, but it's not so easy. That would be like asking you to change your religion or asking somebody like Trump to change his political philosophies, right? Like It's not easy to just flat out change a belief. You have to recreate the proof that you're exposed to. You have to give your brain a reason to start to believe something else. And we do that by identifying the words and the vocabulary we're using every day. How do we talk about our business? How do we talk about money? How do we talk about ourselves and what we're capable of? How do we talk about, the way that we show up in business. So are you saying things like I'll never have six figures or I would love to hit 250 or 500 but my team isn't big enough or I don't have the time or my kids are too little and I can't be away from them that long or whatever you might be saying there's always you know these beliefs that we have formed but the easiest way to recognize them is by paying attention first To vocabulary, because the thoughts that we're thinking all the time are kind of happening underneath the surface. They're a little bit harder to recognize, but when we are forced to put words to them, we start to be able to analyze them and assess them to where we can start to say, Is this real? Is that true? How do I know that's true? Has past experience showed me that? Have I seen that in somebody else? Or Can I start to prove that that belief, that that thought may not be true for me? It may be false. And where can I find proof to back that up?
1: That makes sense. And mostly, I interviewed Scott Adams. He is the creator of the Dilbert comic strip. And back in 2015, he was one of the first people to actually predict that Donald Trump was not only going to win the Republican nomination but be elected president. And he wrote a book uh, called Win Bigly, which is all around persuasion. Ooh. And um, in it, he argues that Trump is a what he calls a weapons-grade persuader, which is even better than a master persuader. And he recognized his persuasion skills, and that's why he believed he was going to win. He actually broke it down. It's a fascinating interview. If you have a mm. chance, go listen to it. It's It's actually probably my all-time favorite interview. So what he said, though, in that interview that really stuck with me is that most of us have something he calls confirmation bias. So these mm-hmm. beliefs that— you and I have formed by the time we're seven, we're looking for things that confirm their validity. And anything that goes against their validity, we immediately reject or or set aside or pay no attention to. So it's actually quite fascinating how Um, we operate in the world. So if our beliefs tend to be negative, like there's no way I can do it, I'm too busy, whatever that version of negativity is for you that prevents you from going after your dreams, all you're going to see around you is things that confirm it. So your confirmation bias is going to kick in. And instead of you creating the life of your dreams, you're just going to keep confirming why you can't have it. True. True right? But yes. if you can shift that thinking around, then, you know, with things like what you talk about in your book and, you know, by doing uh, self-development programs like uh, Landmark Education or the Hoffman Process or the Sterling Men's and Women's Weekend or Tony Robbins, what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to see that you can repattern these beliefs and create new ones. And that's what's going to make your life go forward. 100%.
0: Yes. in it, it, it's, I think even more so is having a system that you can develop and work with on a day-to-day basis, having a recognition pattern or a way to recognize or notice in the moment that you are slipping or you are being tempted to go into those old patterns. It's in that moment of awareness that you have the control your brain is lazy. It really is. And we like to operate based on old patterns and conditioning because that requires no energy. There's no work involved. It's kind of like when you get in the car and you take the same path, you know, from A to B, maybe you're, you're driving your kids to school and you drive home same time, every day, same turns, everything. But one day you decide I'm not going to drive home after I drop the kids off. I'm going to, you know, make a a right instead of a left. And I'm going to go to the store. But you get into that thought and you're slipping into autopilot and all of a sudden you're back home and you're like, ah, <laughs> I didn't mean to be here. I wanted to turn, right? It's because you've done it so many times that your brain does it without thinking. It's a subconscious pattern. Well, our thinking, when we think we're not enough, we're not doing enough, we're not showing up in the capacity that we want to, and we compare ourselves or we get down on ourselves and we sabotage our goals and success. It's because of those past patterns. It's because of that same programming. So in order to change it, we have to be able to recognize it in the moment. We have to stay alert and conscious of it so that when the time comes to make a choice, right or left, choose negative, choose to think that I'm not enough or choose to think that I am you can recognize it in that moment and make a better choice. So that when you have these, these abilities, when you have this conscious awareness, you can take what you're learning at those development seminars, in the courses, and you can apply it over and over and over again to your life. And you can build upon everything that you're learning and take it with you.
1: Fascinating. So one of the things that our listener wants to find out about when they listen to this episode, is they want to know how you've turned yourself into a recognized authority a thought leader. So I say there's five pillars of thought leadership. Number one is you got to have world-class IP. you got to have expertise that sets you apart from everybody else. You can't be stuck in a sea of sameness. So what's your comment on that? How have you created world-class IP?
0: By turning the the otherwise or up until now question of how do I apply mindset to my life every single day into a a proven system that works and sharing my own super vulnerable all the time. Uh, the way that I apply this to my life all the time. So I'm very vulnerable. I'm very transparent with my tribe. And when I'm having a bad day and I slip out of my high vibe level 10 energy, because you can't stay high vibe in level 10 all the time. You can't be in a place of 100%. I feel amazing. I'm confident all the time. There's always going to be those moments where you slip or you, you're triggered and it's a, not such a good day. There's, Moments where I have doubt and I question myself, I question whether I'm doing enough. I wonder, oh, should I share this? And I do. And I share the process, not only what's happening and what triggered me, but how I'm getting myself out of this funk and I'm bringing myself back up to a high vibe level where I can show up and, and be the best that I can be.
1: Okay, got it. So the second pillar is clarity. Clarity of your ideal target market. Clarity Mm -hmm. of your message. We believe that if you, you know, Donald Miller says this, if you confuse, you lose. You got to be clear on what you do and who you do it for. So what's your comment on that? And how have you applied that inside your business?
0: Um, I agree. I totally agree with that. My... I work strictly with women, women entrepreneurs who have somewhat of established businesses. So they, they've been doing this for a year or more and they're stuck. They're at a place in their business where they have clients, but they're not really elevating to the level that they want to. They are doubting what they bring to the table. And so on their own accord, they're over delivering. They are going above and beyond because they feel like what they're offering isn't valuable enough. So they're trying to get that validation or trying to offer more and more and more so that they themselves feel like they're delivering. They're afraid to have pricing conversations. They're afraid to talk about money. They're afraid to go up against the big dogs because they don't have the experience or the level of professional presentation and they criticize themselves all the time. They doubt their own inherent value because of the way that they see themselves and that sabotages them in business because they're afraid to put themselves out there. They freak out at the idea of playing big and going big. And for that reason, they don't ask for the money they deserve. They don't speak about themselves in the way that they they want to. And they don't see themselves at that same level of success as other people in their industry.
1: The last pillar we're going to talk about today is don't do it alone. In fact, I have this thing. On social media, hashtag don't do 2018 alone.
0: Mm, I love that. The
1: biggest problem people in our industry have as coaches, as consultants, is they try to figure it out by themselves. And that's when Mm -hmm. they get stuck. That's when their business doesn't grow. Mm. Why learn from your own mistakes when you can learn from the mistakes of others? Why learn through trial and error when you can have a guide? Why be Luke Skywalker, you know, messing around on Tatooine by yourself when you can have Obi Wan Kenobi show you how to use the Force? You know, we believe in that, and we believe in that very strongly. You need to have a guide, and you need to have great peers. What are your comments on that?
0: I couldn't agree with you more. Business is lonely, and online business is even lonelier. I have a brick and mortar, and then I've transitioned into this online place. And I never felt so alone because you're behind a screen and yes, you're meeting with people virtually and you're having wonderful conversations like this one, but it doesn't feel like you have that energetic connection, that, that support system. You need people to bounce ideas off of, to tell you when you are, you're playing small people that can look at you and believe in you and elevate you in ways that you can't necessarily always get to or do on your own, having that support system is is really having somebody to share your goal with or your dream and having them go, yes, and what about this? Or yes, and I'm here to support you. What can I do to help you? How is it that we can do this together?
1: I love it. I love it. It's super, super important. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we like to end off every episode by asking you, our guest, for your top three expert action steps in bullet point form to help our listener enhance their life and grow their business. Give them to me.
0: Number one, make time every single day for self-love. This is time to connect to what makes you happy, brings you joy, puts you in a blissful state. High vibe. Make high vibe a priority.
1: I like that. I like the way you said that. Make high vibe a priority.
0: Yes. It's my favorite activity, right? (laughs) So if you're always high vibe, anything is possible. Like you can't bring me down. I'm up. I'm on cloud nine. Number two, one of my favorite, favorite ways to start every one of my days is with inspired action. No matter what is on my agenda for the day, nothing is more important than service. So every day I wake up in the morning and I sit in meditation for just a couple of minutes and I ask, how can I serve my tribe today? And the answer that comes is the action step that I take. I love it. So I like to be of service and I don't like to plan because you can't always you can't always plan those things. And I think the number three thing, one of my favorite activities is reflection. I think it's really, really important in business to spend time with your thoughts and reflect what you've accomplished or what you've done and then celebrate those accomplishments. As entrepreneurs, we're always going to the next thing and setting the, the next goal. And we're always in push in pursuit mode, but the, the wins and the moments of, of life that make the journey worth it are paying attention to what you've already done and congratulating yourself for making it happen. So celebrating the wins every single day.
1: I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. And listener, Tanya has a brand new book called The Mindset Switch. Make sure you pick up a copy for yourself and a couple of copies to give away to your loved ones, to people you work with, to your clients. Tanya is the real deal. She's got gold for you. Make sure you pick up at least three copies of the book. Heck, five copies of the book. One for yourself and four more to give away. So, Tanya, they can order this on Amazon, I'm assuming?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So you might be wondering to yourself, listener, can I be like, Tanya, do I have what it takes to grow my business and have all this confidence? And the answer is absolutely yes. And here's how you can find out. Jump on a success call with myself or a member of my team. Go to ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment or ecircleacademy.com. Go to the top right-hand corner. Click on the button that says book your success call, and either myself or a member of my team will have this call with you. We'll help you create a plan and get trained on how to grow your business as a coach or a consultant so that you can have a flourishing business and your money worries are over. This is a trial call. It's absolutely free of charge. You don't need to pay for it. We don't do the hard sell. We're just here to serve you. If it makes sense and we feel there's a fit and you like what you're getting there, we'll obviously make an offer to you so that you can find out about our programs and how we can work together. But the object of this call is for us to be of service. Tanya, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. You are awesome, girl.
0: Thank you so much, Nikki. It has been an absolute pleasure. You are amazing, as always, and a delight to chat with.
1: Thank you so much. That wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the one, the only, the legendary, Tanya Rainier. Go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com and you will have all that information in the show notes. And if you want to jump on a call with me or a member of our team to find out how you can grow your business, go to ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. Until next time, goodbye.